You're listening to the Grow Points Davao podcast. Our mission is to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. We hope and pray that this podcast will make a difference in your walk with God. Hey, everyone. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. How are you? I'm so glad. I'm so excited tonight because tonight is our celebration for our water baptism as well to those who follow Jesus Christ. So, this is your first time. Welcome to Grow Point Davao. Can we welcome everyone? Thank you so much for coming. And um, at this time as well, this is our finale of our series entitled, We Exist. And we're talking about our mission statement as a church. And um, we're so excited. So before we are going to continue and dive into the message, Karun, let's just pray. And um, as we worship the Lord in our songs, in our praises, we worship the Lord as well in terms of our giving. So would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love towards us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving him as a sacrifice for our sins, Lord. Thank you that we can be and we have been forgiven from our past, present, and future sins. For we are in Christ. And thank you that we've been justified in him, Lord. So, Lord, we just want to glorify you for what you have done in our lives. And as we give, we pray that we give in light of that reality. We give in light of the picture of the gospel. Because in the gospel, we see that you love the world and you give your son. We give because you give to us everything. You're such an amazing God. Such a good God. A great God that we worship tonight. So help us to give and worship. And pray that you bless the giving of your people. I pray that this giving would be used as the gospel will continue to grow and your kingdom through this church will continue to expand throughout this city one person at a time one family at a time God we just want to see the gospel continue to spread gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ use this giving to do that use this as we just offer to you Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2. Kung wala may Bible na, Bible diyan ang sabas na na yung muhatag ng Bible sa likod. Na wala. Wala. Please. Kung wala dyan mong Bible, kunya, kanang Bible, kay ganaan ka, imuha na dyan na. Okay? We love you and we want to give it to you. Okay? That's our gift for you. Revelation chapter 2, okay? And as you are turning the Bible, I just want to begin because dilira mo basa na the usual nga kumbuhaton nga basahon ang text. Later on, basahon na to na, but just turn your Bible there. And if you have your app Bible in your phone, you can open that, okay, as well. I want to begin by asking us as we continue. Um, 
How many of you experience na gina-evaluate mo? Alright. Sa inyong workplace ba na ba mo? Naka-experience ba mo nga? Uh, at every year na ay ginatawag yung year-end evaluation? How many of you have experienced year-end evaluation? Please raise your hand. Year-end. Okay. How many of you pag-apply ninyo, i-evaluate dahil mo? Okay? Or i-test. I-evaluate ng word test. Ako na-experience ako na and may nang-apply ko call centers ako na last year, I think. Oh, this year. No, last year. Yeah, December. Um, one of my tests and evaluation is kabayan sa pag-pronounce the English ba. Yeah, grabe kayo ang test. Sabi na kumaya na jugay ko mo English, no? And I realized na ako sa during sa test and sa evaluation, daghan ba man jugay ko nga dili kabalo kayo, especially itong mga th, mga thou, th, and something like that. And realized na ako, wow, I, there are things in my speech nga kinahalan ako improve, especially my wife. My wife is really mentoring me in that area of aspects. So, you know, evaluation is not fun. You know, and you you experience that, especially kung work ka in a place that very high performance oriented gayo. Tanan mo performance gina evaluate experience mo na in in a bank in a as a call center company. I think uh, it's atong culture around us sa kalibutan nato very performance oriented, and every performance is evaluated and naajo na feedback. And every year na ay ginatawag na year end evaluation. Yeah, right? Year end evaluation and. Uh, how many of you likes to be evaluated? We don't. To be honest, I don't like to be evaluated. But evaluations and honest feedbacks are important for our growth and improvement. Do you believe that? Important Sometimes we evaluate our life, the way we live, our marriage, the way we handle our finances. In every area of our life, if you want to grow, sometimes it's necessary. And oftentimes it's necessary to pause and just have some evaluation about ourselves and honest feedback. In fact, my grandfather, great, 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 great grandfather named Socrates, the unexamined life is not worth living. In other words, if you just live your life along the way and you do not pause, evaluate, examine yourself, examine how you live your life in every area, that's not really worth living. Life to be worth living. This, this, this is a wisdom. I don't believe in everything that he taught, but that statement is worth pausing and thinking. And sometimes you need to pause, evaluate, to examine your life. Okay? Because there are areas that don't get improvement. In our marriage, we need improvement. In the, the way we handle finances, in our work, we need improvement. Amen? We all need improvement. So, Evaluation. Another reason why evaluations and feedback are important not only is for our own growth and development, but evaluation and feedbacks keep us on track on what is important. You know, at the end of the year, when your company evaluated you in certain categories, the reason you are evaluated in certain categories is because those categories are what's important for your company, right? Alang ka evaluate kung dili importante na. Kana evaluate pa makana, right? You are evaluated because your company, whatever areas mo kinabuhi nga kinalan evaluated, that reveals what's important to you. Evaluation reveals what's important to us and it keeps us on track so that dili ta magkinabuhi week by week, day by day just doing some things and at the end of the day, dili dito importante atong gibuha. What a waste of time, right? Life is so short. Don't waste it spending doing the things that at the end of the day dili importante, dili necessary. Sometimes we need to pause and ask ourselves, am I doing something 
that is worth at the end of the day. That's very, very important. So we need evaluation and we need feedbacks. According to ako ang another lolo na ako, mga foreigner, I'm just kidding, Mr. Kin Blancard, ngayon siya, feedback is the breakfast of champions. Masay mong breakfast, oatmeal, okay? But yan, yun siya, yung breakfast daw is feedback. In other words, yung philosophy in life, if you wanna improve, if you wanna excel, if you wanna grow, growth is not automatic. Nga murag, murarakag ka ng bukong, isa ng bukong ganun, no? sa English? Kanang coconut shell, okay? Coconut, something like, uh, it, it tossed by the wave in the ocean. You know, some people live like that. You know, you just wake up every day with no intention, without evaluating themselves. And you see, in longer, it's it's if you wanna grow, if you wanna improve in every area of your life, you need evaluation. You need feedback from honest people who will tell you that that is some area you need to grow. You need that, especially in our Christian life. That's why we need people to look at us and say, "Hey, there's something, there's some area in your life that you need to grow yet." still, okay? So we need that. Feedback is the breakfast of champion. The reason I'm telling you about evaluation and feedback is because Revelation chapter 2 is Jesus' evaluation and feedback towards the churches. In Revelation, and we know Revelation is kind of a challenging book, but we will not go farther in the challenging part. We go to the easier part. Okay? The easier part is the Revelation chapter 1, 2, and 3, which if Revelation is is a Two and three is letters by wrote written by John, but it's actually letters of evaluation by Jesus to these seven churches. Okay? In in that map, seven because there are seven churches. Okay? And the Lord Jesus is evaluating these churches. And if we want to pause and ask, if Jesus are to evaluate us as a church, how would he evaluate us? And his evaluation towards us reveals what's important to him. Because his evaluation does not depend upon what's important to us as a church. Because he's the owner of the church, he's the leader of the church, he's the CEO, he's the boss of the church, and he has the right to evaluate his church. And if basahon mo nang context diya sa Revelation chapter 1 and 2, Jesus is like a judge. Jesus is like the boss just surveying every, these churches and see what, how, how are they doing terms of being a church. Okay? And Jesus is like that. So and let's ask this question. What is the most important scorecard for a church that is pleasing to Jesus? What's important to Jesus? What's important to or sa a church guru or kinsang a church people or kinsang church leader? What's important to Jesus? From Jesus' perspective, what does a church should be? What is church? What is a healthy church? What is a successful church? Because we're talking about our church. We're talking about church, okay? Because Jesus, for Jesus, importante kaya ang church at one. You are the church. It's not a building. It's a people who believe in Jesus Christ. Now, that question is so important. Why? Because there's a lot of ideas what a church should be today. Some people know that a church must be defined or the success of a church must be measured by bodies, budget, and buildings. You know what that means? You know what successful in church kung daghang bodies, attendance. Okay? And attendance is not bad. It's good. Okay? But that is not the measurement or the scorecard to measure na pleasing na ka in the eyes of Jesus. 
because your church gathering could be full packed with people, but those people are just, their hearts are far from God. So bodies are not the winning factor of a church that is pleasing to God. budget because some churches may successful na grabi budget, okay? Our budget is um got the month. Thousand <laughs> a million dollars. They can buy, they can do whatever they want. A ministry needs money, and it's fine. But listen, budget is not the determining factor of a successful church. And thirdly, it's not buildings. Encouragement is at the bodies, budgets, finances every month. Buildings, our building is fine, it's great. Thank God for creative team, right? But to be honest, no, this is not wrong, bodies, budget, and buildings. It's, it's part of it. It's part of the structure. But please never think, don't think, that these are the standard of measurement for success. In Jesus' eyes, it is not. Hindi lang ito dapat maglong tanang. Dapat itong building, Pastor, nindut, air kunjud. Okay? Sigdira, wala pa tayo problema. Naihatang na nigad, no problem. But that is not the measurement of success. That is not the measurement of a healthy, pleasing church ni God. Especially, uh, we're going to look at that. So how does Jesus evaluate the success of a church? What is the scorecard? How does He evaluate it? And let's going to answer that by reading it. Revelation chapter 2 verse 1. Now, seven churches, man, di ba? Ang ato ang expound karong nga before them mag-celebrate sa water baptism. Okay? Atong expound is the first church, namely the church at Ephesus. Okay? And Ephesus is a is a very interesting city. Ephesus right now is somewhere in the modern Turkey. It's still there. Not the church, but the place. Still there in modern Turkey today, okay? Kung visit ka, kung visit ka, visit ako ni mong Ephesus. Ephesus is a ruined place, okay? Ang mga mato na lang dito, mga turista. But still, and listen, when when I say that, ang point na ko, listen nga, kining mga gisulti na itong lugar sa Bible, it's still here today. And the Bible is a historical book. It's not a myth. The Bible is grounded in history. You can trust the Bible. It's not a made-up idea of man. Okay? In Revelation chapter 2, this is uh, verse 1. It's going to talk about that. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write, okay? The words of him, Jesus, who holds the seven stars. How many stars? Seven in his right hand and who walks among the seven golden lampstands. So, mayroon ka diya, from the very first verse, mayroon ka, matilinghaga na kayo ang mga pulong. Kasi but pa sa butana, di ba? Gwapo ni pang devotional, okay? Every morning you wake up, mayroon ka, wow, what does it mean? The words of Him. And mayroon to the angel of the church. So, na mga angel, okay? Now, ang words, ang kana seven stars diya, it refers to angels. That are, that are assigned by Jesus in these seven churches. So, kada church na mga angels. I don't know kung sa angels sa group point, okay? But, dahil mga angels, Jesus says that, okay? And uh, seven golden lampstands represent the seven churches. How do I know that? Because let's look at Re- uh, Revelations 1.20. In Revelations 1.20, the Bible says, As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are what? The angels, okay, of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are what? The seven churches. So, seven golden lampstands? A seven churches. Why lampstand? Because lampstand, what's the lampstand? Light. 
And I'm saying, when Jesus said to us, the church, as follower of Him, we are the what? The light of the world. Because He is the light. And when we follow Him, we become the light of the world. And that is the symbol of the lampstands. We are the light. We are the influencer. There is a kalibutan. We're living in darkness. And that is the symbol of the church. Okay? So, Ephesian church, there's an angel. The churches are symbolized in seven golden lampstands. Okay? So, that's the one. That's the first one. Now, let's, let's look at verse 2. Verse 2, ninyong dia. I know your works. And Jesus, Jesus is trying to comment something. Kabantay mo anong kumukritisize ka o mo evaluate ka sa usang katao, first positive. Kabantay mo anong sandwich principle, di ba? Sandwich principle is what? Positive, negative, positive. Now, si Jesus, dili ni sandwich principle, yeah, half sandwich, okay? Principle. Kaya, first positive. <laughs> And then negative, okay? And then he warns, if you don't do what I want you to do, you're dead, okay? So this is like semi sandwich principle evaluation of Jesus for this Ephesian church. And this Ephesian church is good. To be honest, from the human perspective, may call this church as good. Because nandawan ato ang commendation of Jesus, recommend niya positive. First, positive is ninja. I know your works. In other words, Jesus is observing us, Jesus is observing the church. You realize that? Yes, He is observing us individually and He is observing us corporately as well. And when I look at you, guys, man, I know your works. Works means good deeds, hard work. These people are passionate, okay? I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance. How you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my namesake, and you have not grown weary. Now, if summarize nato ang recommendation ni Jesus, mas summarize nato in this word. These Ephesian believers, by the way, naatay letter sa church episodes called the letter of Ephesians, okay? And this is Jesus evaluating this church. So, atong lantawan ang recommendation ni Jesus. In summary, ang recommendation ni Jesus, Kenya Church is the Ephesian Church was a fierce fighter for the truth. They are doctrinally sound and they are apologetically equipped. Now, those are big words. Mabot pasabot, Ana, is that every time na ay false teacher, ma-expose nila. Every time na mali ang isulti o niya, na ay false teachers, na mo-claim sila. In fact, if, if you read the context, na ay false groups or kulto sa ilahang place, nga gaspread in the name of Christianity, but it's actually, it's not Christianity, it's a false gospel called, called the Nicolaitans. In the context, the Nicolaitans are false teachers, a false group, and they claim to be an apostle of Jesus, okay? But they are not apostle of Jesus, they are false teachers, and every time, makakita sa lang, false teacher, ang ginabuha sa Ephesian church, it, they expose, they, they kind of debate, and expose, and they are so fierce fighter for the truth, and it's good! They are theologically sound, doctrinally sound. They know the Bible well. They've been trained. And by the way, their teachers are amazing. Their founding teacher, I believe, is Paul. They are trained by Apostle Paul. Kung i-train ka ni Apostle Paul, amazing dyan, di ba? Not only si Apostle Paul, pag layo ni Paul niya, iyang ipadala, iyang best apprentice, his best apprentice is Timothy. And their pastor is Timothy and Paul. These guys were top-notch doctrinally, theologically. These guys are kind of professor in seminary. 
So do you want to fight? If naay false teacher or naay disciples, sa usa ka false teacher, ma expose nila and they can fight it firstly and they endure this false teacher. And by the way, ang Ephesus is uh, known for false teacher because in Acts chapter 20 verse 29, si Apostle Paul nagwar niya when he start to depart from Ephesus. I will be departing. I will be continuing my journey. But here's my warning for you guys. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. In other words, kabalo si Paul, nga kining a church, kining Ephesian church, is potential nga attack of false doctrine. So, gingnan na niya mga elders, gingnan na niya nga guys, be careful. Because after my departure, after I taught you and teach you about theology, anything about Jesus and the gospel, some people will pervert the gospel. Some people will teach false gospel. So be warned. And amazing kayo, I think you take heed nila ang warning ni Paul. And I believe they fight till death about the doctrine, about the truth. Okay? And they are so amazing. They work hard. They are passionate. And I believe that is very important as well for us. Gikumin man ni Jesus. So I think let's pause and think sa doang kaugalingon as well. Now, that is an important quality. That as a church, we need to fight for truth. Because today, to be honest, truth is often ignored. In fact, truth is often questioned today. Right? Uzahay, ang kamotuuran, dili na importante. Importante experience. As long as nakai experience. Listen, experience is not the basis for truth. Truth should be above experience. Okay? You can experience wrongly. You can experience there's an angel pakita nimo. It doesn't mean that's the reality of truth. Whatever miracle that you can experience, that's not the basis of it. The basis is the Bible. The basis is the truth revealed in the Bible. It's not experience. Dapan experience is servant of the objective truth. And today has been questioned. Walay objective truth, truth for you, but not for me. Okay? And that is not true. Truth is always objective, dili subjective. Ang it's outside of you. Whether you believe it or not, it's the truth. And so we need to fight for the truth. As the church, passion we need to we don't need to compromise. We stand and teach it, you know, no matter okay? Because today there are mga churches that embrace a kind of flirt sa mga teaching. Especially in the teaching of about the gospel, especially in the major teaching of the Orthodox faith, like the gospel, like about Jesus, what He has done, the cross, salvation. Those are big things we need to fight. This is good. And when I give what Ephesians, okay? Church at Ephesus, they are fighting for the truth, and we need to fight for the truth, okay? That's our duty, that's our job. We need to be apologetically inclined, okay? Apologetic means to defend our faith, because our faith can be defended. Okay? We don't just believe a myth, we believe a reality. So this church are good. Apply na po niron. Kalma na, okay? Important as the life of a church. I'm not talking about individual, I'm talking about corporately right now, okay? So chill. And we need to learn theology and we need to learn God more and more. But here's here's the problem. Even though this church is commendable in terms of doctrinal integrity and passion nila sa doctrine, sa theology, but this church is missing. There's something wrong fundamentally about them. And this is what I want to focus tonight. Because it's not enough to be theologically accurate. 
It's not enough to be good in terms of theology and doctrine. It's not enough to know the Bible well. If you miss this something, highlight ni Jesus ilaha, we miss the point of what's the ultimate scorecard to which we measure our life as a church. Alright? So, yun sa gingo ni Jesus nila. Okay? First, commendation nila, their good doctrine. We should do that. Okay? Secondly, niyon siya, but, but, kailang but usahay no, o Good news gani, kabanday mo, evaluate ka, nice man imuhang performance, ingani ka, ingani ka, ingani ka, pero, pag nanagay na namiro, <laughs> lunok-lunokin mo na, okay? Uh, andam na kana, dapat mangandam na siya kana, because positive una, ang sunod negative na siya, andam-andam na, alright? And Jesus is like saying, good guys, I appreciate you, you fight false doctrines, you fight false teachers, praise God, good! But, <laughs> and the but is something you need to pause and think. But, I have this against you. Amazing. In Irish, this is not a small business. This is a big business. I have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Now, let's pause. You have abandoned the love, ang gugma, na naani mo katong una. Sorry ka nang binisayan ako, but if you pause the, if you pause na sa mga kong katana ka, there are few questions that we need to ask in that verse. So, kung pasabot ang nag-iabandon nilang gugma that you had at first, kinsa na gugma, para asa na gugma. Okay? So, they're good doctrinally, but something wrong about their love. That's what Jesus is saying. So, kung pasabot na na, well, some scholars, and I read scholars, palaban ko ane, kaya di ko kabalo mo basa o Greek, and I need some scholars who knows Greek, and they study it, and they said, that word love can refer to love for God and love for people, and it should, it should refer to both. Love for God and love for people. Here's why that's important, because at the heart of this Christian scripture, at the heart of the Bible, if you summarize everything, the Christian life, it's about loving God and it's about loving people. What's the greatest commandment? Someone asked Jesus. What's the greatest commandment? What's Jesus? Singing on Jesus. Okay? Here's the, love for God, love for people is no longer, was no longer the motivating factor of this church, efficient church. But if you look at the Bible, the love for God, love for people is the greatest commandment. It's the heart of Christianity. It's not about long hair, big Bibles, and it's not about ritual, going to church every day. At the end of the day, those are rituals and everything. At the end of the day is, do you love God? Do you love Jesus? And do you love people? That's the winning factor. That's the scorecard. Not how many traditional you are. Do you love God? Do you love people? Mark 12, 28. Which commandment is the most important of all? And I cross-reference, I Jesus, these are the summary of all the commandments. Okay? Jesus answered, The most important is this. Can we read it? Ready to begin. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. That's a figurative speech meaning everything. You love God, everything. That's the priority. That's the scorecard. That's the measurement. That's the evaluation tool. You love God more than anything. And you anikadua, the second is this you shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
Okay? Love God, love your neighbor. And by the way, if you love God, you love your neighbor. You cannot say you love your neighbor and you don't love God. Okay? You love God, automatically you love your neighbor. That's what God says because these two are connected, vertical and horizontal. You cannot say I love God and hate your neighbor. Okay? In fact, ngayon pa si Jesus yung mga disciples, bago na itong Sermon of the Mount na human series, love your enemies. And He said, love your neighbor, love your enemies. Kaya nga naman, usahay sila, pariyara na dyan na sila, neighbor o ginimi, no? Usara na katao. I'm just kidding, alright? Love your neighbor. And it's very important because this is the hallmark of the Christian life. If you summarize the whole Christian discipleship in one word, it's all about love. It's not about ritual, it's not about anything. Those things are good, but ang pangutana is, are we a loving church? Ang problema sa Ephesian church, no, they're doctrinally right, theologically right, amazing is nila theology, good things, we need to do that, but problema nila is they don't have, and their love is fading. Their love for God is fading away, and their love for each other, and love for people is fading. Is it possible for our church to be like that? Is it possible for our church to be good in theology, good in Bible, but no love? It is. I can mention, but I will not, okay? It is possible. And if you look at our life, this is a warning for us as a church. At the end of the day, what's important for us is love. Love for God. Love for people. The ultimate scorecard of a church that is pleasing to Jesus is love. And here's why. One of the reasons for that is that one of the pictures of the church in the New Testament is that the church is described as the bride of Christ. You realize that? Corporately, we are, I know men, dili mo ganahan description, okay? Just accept that, okay? But corporately, we are the bride of Jesus Christ. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our groom. And especially, think about wedding, you know? Especially, natay kaslon dere karong December, okay? Think about the joy of wedding. Think about the excitement of love. Think about when you first fall in love. Think about on that glorious wedding day where you, everyone is so having makeup. Everyone is so excited. Everyone is so kilig to the max in the moment of the wedding day. And everyone is giving a bow. I love you. And you know, the atmosphere of love is there. Amazing, right? And then the honeymoon has been amazing. Married couple, right? Amazing. And the reason it's amazing, the reason it's so satisfying to watch, to witness wedding day, because that is the picture of our relationship with Jesus Christ as a church. We are to be passionate for our groom. We are to love our groom and to be excited to meet with him and just express our amazement of his goodness and love toward us. That should be our corporate attitude toward him. He loves us by giving his life for us and we love him back because he loves us. Amen? But just like wedding day and years have gone by and the duties and children have gone by and the busyness of work and the honeymoon is over. And there will be times that those first love moments have gone. And those times kamo ingon mong asawa be Anong dili naman kay nga na para sa una? And those moments when you just feel the passion, there, there's no longer passion. Because you lost the first love. The love that you had once 
with each other. And that is just the picture of the church. And this is a warning for us. Then you can fill your life with duties. You can fill your life with trying to defend. Which is good. Good things. But the good things crowded the most important thing. Which is loving Christ. And responding to His love and loving people. That is the most important thing. And the problem with the patients is this, this church, their love was gone. You know, in marriage is like that. It's not automatic. Marriage takes work. Marriage couple. And to those who want to be married, let me tell you guys, marriage takes work. Do not think that may ka autopilot mode na name magpakasal na may autopilot na na okay everything will work out na goodness open your blind eyes it's not autopilot it takes a lot of work if you wanna be holy get married it's my advice if you wanna grow get married if you wanna be responsible get married it will teach you and marriage is a picture of the gospel towards us. And problem in a church, the Ephesian church, is their love was gone. The spark was not there. So, una na spark. Karong balog. So, nus, nus. Basa! Pang basa, okay? Wala na spark. Wala na Now, let me explain. What does it look like for a church who abandoned the first love? What does it look like? It looks like this. It looks like this, okay? Show us the next slide. They are doctrinally sound, but no joy in worship. But then one church could be doctrinally sound, but no joy. Just no joy in worship. Just no joy about the gospel, no joy about Jesus. Just go to church every Sunday, sing songs, and heart is far. It can be like that. It can be go to the mo- going to the motion. And the spark when you were new Christian, bago pa was not there. It's gone. Something happened along the way. Business creeps in. Life happens. No joy. And this is a warning for us. Be careful. No hunger to know Jesus in His Word. There's no hunger anymore. Just, you know, I need to read the Bible. I know, but there's no tears. There's no hunger. There's no passion. You know? No thirst to grow spiritually. church. Growing. Not in my radar. Church is a mechanical routine. Sunday, because Filipino, manjutan mo ato, manjutek Sunday. Means like, yawat na lang iblasta. Sunday. Just so Filipino. Just religious. That's not what Jesus wants us to be. And no love and passion for the lost people. We're just going with the flow. We're serving. We're serving because we need to. But not out of love. Not out of passion. We can fall into the trap. And this is a wake-up call. And this is a warning for us. And if you have fallen into the trap, because let me tell you, I have. And let me tell you about you. You have fallen into the trap of just doing the things you need to do, not out of love for Christ. And not out of love for people. You just need to do the things you need to do. Alexander Strouch, my uncle, okay, once said this, God is looking for a church who sacrificially care for one another. Okay? God is not a looking, looking for a cool with lights, cool-sounding church. Because mga mga nice kayo yung sound, nice kayo yung play, nice kayo yung worship team, nice kayo yung mga lights. Wapagugma sa tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-sa-tag-s
nothing. Right? And then they joyously serve one another, living like an extended family. Are we an extended family? You better do that, okay? Extended family and praying fervently for one another, enjoying life together, reaching out together to people for far from God, out of love. That's a church. A church that's just like a family. That we love you, you love us, and we care for you. Yes, irritating goes high, but we love your irritability, okay? Just like that. That's a church should be, okay? I don't like a church that's too formal. I like a church that's family because we are the family of God. Yes, we disappoint one another, but listen, I can forgive you and you can forgive me. I will disappoint you as a church. As a pastor, I'm not that perfect. I look like a perfect person, but I do not, okay? Just kidding. I'm not a perfect person. And the reason I say that, don't expect me to be perfect. I can fail. I can disappoint you guys. But listen, let's just forgive and love one another. You can, we can disappoint one another in small groups, right? You know, disappoint happy day, excited ka church, no? greet mo ba? Hi, welcome. Watch it and greet. Offend in Kaba. Oh, di nakugana maduaning a church. You know? And, you know, we're trying to be a loving church. We're trying to be a welcoming church. But listen, sometimes life gets too busy and sometimes we have problems and sometimes malimot minimo and please forgive us. <laughs> we try to repent when we offend you and we, we want to communicate just we love you. You are important because you are important to God. We welcome you. And the reason we welcome you is because we are welcome in the family of God as well, in the family of the gospel. And so God is looking for that kind of church. Ami Carmichael. Ami Carmichael is a missionary in India. She is one of the lady that is used by God to just care for the orphans in India. India has a lot of orphans, mga kids, ngayon, parents, wala na parents. And Yangi Buhat as a missionary some years ago is that he built an orphanage. She built an orphanage and then just, just care for these orphans and Kinang mga orphans, kinalanjan mo ikaw, kinalanj ng workers. Ang problema is kinang workers because stressful kay ministry, stressful kay work. Usahay instead ng united sila to care for these kids. Usahay magaway. Kabalde mo ano? Nagserve mo sa ginoo pero serve mo pero you don't like each other. I mean, pero conflict, and there are conflict that, that. And she, he, this is what she said. It's so insightful about the family of God, about the church, Nisha. And love is deadly. Do you see that being unloving is very deadly, Nisha? It is a cancer. It may kill slowly, but it always kills in the end. Let us fear it. Fear to give room to it as we should fear to nurse a cobra. Oh, amazing. Okay? It is deadlier than any cobra. And just as one minute drop of the almost invisible cobra venom, we owe it to the younger ones, Katumabata, to teach them the truth that united prayer is impossible unless there be loyal love. If you don't love one another, you don't want to pray together. Amen. No, kinsa may ganahan magpray, gagalagot makani, di ba? By the way, same po na sa marriage, no? Married couple. You don't want to pray together when you're having mm, You don't want. But let me tell you. Ask the Lord 
love each other by the love of Christ, not by because some of, not because kamo lovable kay kamo dua diligent mo lovable. Okay? But Jesus Christ loves you and you love one another and you pray together. But ngayon sa diya, the truth that the united prayer is impossible unless there be loyal love. If unlove be discovered anywhere, stop everything. Put it right. If possible, once. In other words, kung music team ka, gaplay ka, nakay kalagot sa imang, you know, dire gapungko, dire nya, ikaw gitara ka, dire ragu ka, paana ragu ka ba? Nya, galagot ka sa imang, eh, what Carmichael says, stop it, stop doing it, stop serving, stop, stop it, stop! Go and reconcile, take care of that. That is the most important thing in life. Relationship, your love for God and your love for people. Don't, 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 don't serve. Never serve. If, if things are not all right in relationship, in family, okay, it's all about relationship. It's all about love. It's all about relationship. Don't serve. Stop it. Reconcile. Okay. Jesus correction, right? So, so Jesus uh, commendations ala defied doctrinally. Jesus kindly rebuked them that they lost their love. And my prayer sa doon church is that we will not lose our love. Love for God, love for Christ, love for each other. So, when say solution is Jesus Christ at wa. Pitang mo man. Okay? Tamar mo ha? Jesus correction. Jesus solution. Because sometimes you fall out. There's no such thing. I'm sorry for my word. There's no such thing as falling in love. And there's no such thing as falling out of love. Can I clarify that? Pause. Well, I need to point out, but I just want to clarify that. Love is not a fall, a hole you fall into. Bisaya pa ng gugma dili bangag. Matikal buka, okay? It's not. It's a commitment. It's not about what you feel. It's a commitment. Because it's a commandment. Commandment is not based on feeling. It is based on commitment. Balag din no feel. Ipakita rajud ni mo na. Well, hypocrite ko. Hypocrite na kung hypocrite. Because love is about command and a commitment to seek one's good, highest good, towards difficult people. And let me tell you, the difficult people could be you, me and you. Okay? So that's love. You, you always direct that towards people. So how do you recover? If Minga, to be honest, Pastor No, as I reflect, I just serve, I just do these things, but I'm just going through the motion. I, I look at my heart right now. It's not loving Jesus and it's not loving people. I've been distracted along the way. Here's how Jesus gave us the solution and the answer. Rome, uh, Revelation 2 verse 5. Then you see Jesus. Can we read it? Read it again. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Okay? Repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you. Dili lagi na sandwich principle, okay? If not, I will not. I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So what Jesus is saying this, guys, this is so crucial. Ayaw ni take ninyo for granted as a church. Ayaw ni ignore ninyo. Kaya man, if dili mo mo repent, if dili mo mo balik, if dili mo mo focus about love, you're gone. Now, dili babasabot nga mga matay sila, mawala ang kalawasan. It's not talking about that. Talking about their lamp, being a lamp. 
And lamp is about influence. In other words, guys, you are a church in this place. If you don't love, I'm going to remove your influence. You will be a dead church. No one will come to you. And you will no longer be used anymore for the gospel and for the glory of God. If you don't repent and if you don't focus on love, you're good at doctrine, you're good at theology. It's okay, praise God. Okay, kaya Pero let me ask you, love God. Love Christ. Love people. Because at the end of the day, if you do not, you're gone. Because the brand of Christian is love. That's the branding. To know the people around us that we are a disciple of Jesus Christ. So, tulok abuok are para dilita malimot, alliterated ta. Tulok abuok are. First R is remember. Second R is repent. And ikatulong R is repeat. Do the first works that you have done in, in, in the beginning. In other words, sasugod sila, passionate ka sila para ka Jesus. Along the way, nawala na. Okay? The honeymoon spark was gone. Go back and rekindle. And amazing guy, you know, no matter how you've gone, no matter on ka na-distract ka sa mga Christian life, you're not hopeless. Maybe nakakarang gabi, I mean, to be honest, I'm no longer like that. I'm just going with the flow. Let me tell you tonight, you're not far away from going back to where God wants you to be. You are so loved. You're not hopeless. And God is calling you tonight to remember. What does it mean to remember? Well, it's like a relationship. You know, it's like marriage. I wanna just wanna share marriage because it's like the illustration of that is marriage. husband, husband or my future husband. Sometimes the wife will tell us, along the years of marriage, sometimes the wife will tell us, Husband, ngayon dili naman kayo nga na, sa una. Sa una, grabe, kayo ka maka-appreciate na ako. Sa una, grabe, kayo ka maka-I love you na ako. Sa una, grabe, kayo ka holding hands. Nga nang karun, maglakaw ta, mag-una-una ra ka. <laughs> The reason I can tell you that because I have now in my marriage couple groups, getting uh, a small group, and it's so funny. Ang mga away usay sa mga couple and may expose kang nakatigulang na nakatugay usay kay mo na struggle na ba? Kaya ang spark gani kay wala na and and Jesus' exhortation is remember. In other words, go back where you first meet the Lord. Go back at these moments. Rekindle these memories. Go back to the nostalgia of the moment when you first fall in love with Jesus. When you don't think about what you need to do for God, but you, you're just amazed about what He has done for you. Those moments. When you are amazed, when you are, you, when you are thinking not about what I need to do for God, but what God has done. His amazing, His beauty, His greatness, His glory. And you're just, you're just falling in love with Jesus. You're just loving Jesus. That reading the Bible is not a routine. Reading the Bible is not because naiga check nimo. Reading the Bible is because you are excited to know the Lord more. Just go back and remember those moments. You know, when you are still ignorant in the Bible, every time you read the gospel, man, amazing lagi kayo ni, no? Amazing kasi Jesus ba? Kung wala pa zugay kay ba? Karon kay daghan na kay kay karason. 
And sometimes may mga knowledge sa high nag-improve but nagka-hinder sa high because it just grows your heart hard. Would you go back? Instead of explaining something, would you go back and say, Lord, I've lost it. I'm going with the routine. I serve, but I serve with an empty heart. Remember. Remember when you first meet the Lord. And tonight as we celebrate the water baptism, these people are so excited because they are remembering back where Jesus has met them. Right? And as they remember and they celebrate the joy of the grace of God because it's not about us but what He has done for us, as we celebrate the water baptism tonight, pause and think, you know what? That's my story. It's not their story. That's me. I was once blind, but now I see. I was once lost, but now I'm found. I was once dead, but now I am alive. Remember that. Remember it's all about grace. Remember that you are more important. Like what? Like, you know? You are more important to God than what you do for God. Sometimes we think, no, Christianity is about what I do for God. It's not. Christianity is what God has done for you. Because let me tell you, more than what you can do, God is looking for your heart and God is looking for you. You are more important to God than what you do for God. Worship comes first before service, guys. Ako maloy, jugunin nyo ng kapoy na ganay mo, volunteer, serve. Grabe na jugay nyo pag-serve, grabe nyo pag-buhat dere and Pumakita na ako, but you're not growing your relationship with the Lord. That you're not, you're just not loving Jesus. You can serve without loving God. You can serve without loving people and loving Jesus. You can you can do that. And that's why it's tiring. Because you're running empty. And let me tell you, if you're tired as a volunteer in the church, if you're tired, if you're serving, I want I just want to say you stop it, rest. We love you. Rest and go back to your Savior. You are more important than what you do. And can I see something controversial? I hope it's not controversial, but I maybe. Let me tell you this beholding God is more important than behaving for God. Sometimes Christianity, kung dili na to maklaro pag picture ang Christianity, no? sometimes it's about behavior. Ah, buhaton ako na. I behave this. I behave this. And we forget that it's not about behaving, but it's about beholding Jesus. Because the more you know Jesus, the more you will be transformed. The more He says, the more makita ni mo yung grace, the more that you will be changed by grace. Beholding is more important than behaving. If you're tired, let me tell you guys, music team, if you're tired, rest. You are more important than what you do. If you're serving behind the scenes, volunteers, I thank God for you. If you're serving with joy, serving with the love of Jesus, praise God. But let me tell you, if you need rest, rest. You need to fall at the feet of Jesus and says, I want to spend time because to be honest, I can I can lead and run empty. I can preach a sermon with an empty heart. I can do ministry with an empty heart. Remember, 
second, repent. To repent means to say, God, I am, I lost it. To be honest and just say, I'm going with emotion. Just come to God and say, sorry, Lord. And thirdly, you repeat. You go back. You go back. You go back to the way where you are not busy doing things, but you are, bu- you are just thinking about His beauty, His glory, His grace, His goodness. Can we go back at that moment? Can we just think not about what I need to do? Can we just rest in His grace? Can we just say, God, thank you for reminding me that I am more important than what I do. Of course, you need to, you, you do, but what you do is a product of your love for Christ because you have received His love for you. That's the reason why we exist as a church, guys. It's not about bodies, box, building, budgets, and everything. It's about love. What's our mission statement? We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. Never forget that. Never forget the last statement, in the spirit of love. You are more important than what you do. Love Christ, love God, love